Episode 23 for January 2008. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They're an online leader in comic book subscriptions, and they offer discounts from 38 up to 75% off new comics. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. This month, they have Amazing Spider-Man number 554, which is cover priced at $2.99. At mail order, they're selling it for a buck eighty-five. So be sure to check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Happy 2008, webheads. I'm your host, Brad Douglas, from the SpiderManCrawlspace.com. Let's start off with our intros, as usual. We've got uh, the new and improved single deal with Mephisto, Jr. from SpideyKicksButt.com. Jr., welcome. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> no, you're not anymore. No, no, no. You're young. You're young. Wipe out that continuity, brother. <laughs> and we've got uh, Spidey Dude from uh, the kind of relaunched SpideyDude.com. <laughs> the site's coming yeah, together. It, it, it's just a box. It's a <laughs> it's a box with a link to me. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, almost up. Uh, everything I'm done with pretty much everything, and uh, we're just waiting on Jen. So it's all Jen's fault. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's all my fault for being a procrastinator. Okay, thanks. <laughs> anyway, it, it ought to be fun. Uh, probably in the end of the month, maybe. It, yeah, hopefully okay. for sometime this month is really the, the common phrase that we're going to throw around for right now. Cool. Well, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll plug it again <laughs> next month. <laughs> and from Mor- from Morbius dot com, or I wonder if that domain is taken. Is Morbius dot com taken? I'm looking actually. Oh. <laughs> Well, anyway, you know, Morbius, he's, our, he's from the uh, Crawl Space Message Board. Welcome, Morb. Thank you, thank you. Early morning to all. Yeah, no doubt, 9 a.m. Good God, yeah. on a Saturday. And... Well, good job for that, we all appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. And let's thank introduce you, uh, Crazy Chris. He's our guest this month. He's a Message Board regular, and he's been contributing to the site for uh, reviews of uh, Sensational and Amazing for last uh, last year, I think, Chris. Yeah, maybe a little more. I think I started, like, August of 2006. Right, and you're going to be doing it twice monthly now, I think. (laughs) Is that the correct thing? Cool. Well, welcome to the uh, show. Glad to have you. Thanks for having me. No problem. It's a beautiful morning. (laughs) In Colorado, where it's 8 a.m. Oh, Oh, man, I didn't even think of that. Oh, dude. Spidey dude, you screwed crazy Chris and all. <laughs> I apologize. Oh man, oh, no. this is worth waking up for. Oh well, thank you. I'm glad somebody thinks so. I don't. <laughs> anyway, what are we going to talk about? Oh yeah, the deal with the devil. In case you uh, missed it, <laughs> and you've avoided the internet completely. Uh, spoiler time. Uh, Spider-Man essentially saved Aunt May uh, by breaking up the marriage by making a deal with the devil, and then he got a, a blazing skull and he rides a bike. Um, so, <laughs> uh, someone who's outspoken on it, as usual, is of course Jr. and and you've updated your site with an article on uh, your thoughts on this whole storyline. Quote: uh, What do you think, Jr.? 
And <laughs> in, in thirty seconds or less. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, in 30, well, um, it is all there at my website, spreadykicksbutt.com. Um, so I won't, uh, I won't uh, go over it in great detail because one, I'm interested in what everyone else has to say, but uh, I think that really this was, uh, without a doubt, uh, the worst Spider-Man story I've ever read. Wow. Uh, well. It's not like it's a dumb story where Spider-Man fights some crazy aliens or, or, or warlocks or silly things of that nature. I mean, in, in this uh, in this story, he was portrayed, I think, about as as much of a pathetic, whiny mama's boy as we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character was just uh, totally eviscerated uh, in order to get to a predetermined conclusion, mm-hmm. and, and that's kind of the worst the worst kind of storytelling. Um, all of the uh, everything that uh, supposedly Civil War set up, the unmasking, uh, all of that has just been completely undone. Uh, I'm not going to freak out about you know what kind of uh, what kind of holes maybe have been blasted in continuity uh, because uh, I have to remember that I'm uh, I'm a big fan of one of the biggest retcons out there, the return of Norman Osborn. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. So um, I can't I can't get too self righteous over retcons. Uh, but this was just this was just a horrible story, and and for them to to go back even on the unmasking and by by just wiping it away by magic, uh, that's a terrible cheat. I mean, what in the world have we pay? You know, what in the world have the readers been paying their money for the last couple of years to have a story uh, simply undone by by magic? <laughs> I mean, like I said in the article, if you. Uh, if uh, you know you uh, turn the story into a creative writing class after setting up this, after pro- providing this whole setup, uh, and this story moving toward its inevitable conclusion, and then all of a sudden the devil appears and he snaps <laughs> his fingers, and all of a sudden it, it's undone. Yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> I was about to say I wouldn't expect a very good grade, yeah. but uh, <laughs> what uh, what gets me is uh, Marvel is just doing a full court press on publicity for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, some would call it damage control, but when you have the EIC calling the Howard Stern show to, uh, to um, you know, promote his, uh, his perspective, uh, I think uh, the spin is definitely on. And uh, I'd be cur- I'll be curious to see where it winds up. Uh, I'll be curious to see where we are in another 12 to 24 months. So, uh, but uh, first of all, I do want to say thank you to everyone who has uh, supported the site and uh, has uh, uh, joined uh, the uh, Spider-Man Crawl Space community as a result of this article. Uh, I had the greatest number of hits, the second greatest number of hits, and I think I had my longest thread on the board. No so. doubt. I, I was looking at that thing. You've had, uh, let me look, you've had over a 1,000? Visitors on that thread or something like that? Uh, I don't know how many visitors have been on the thread, but it's about six pages long, which is the longest one yep. since, uh, since you gave me a home there. So uh, just uh, thank you one and all, and uh, I will try to get back to those who've, who've written to me. I'm backed up on my email as well. So it's a, it's a, it's busy, but it's a good kind of busy. There you go. <laughs> and people are, uh, people are reading too, so that's good. But with with, uh, with that, uh, I'm uh, I'm really curious to see what the the rest of the panel thinks. Well, um, I don't think I can add a lot more to it than what everybody's already been saying on message boards and in comic shops and everywhere across the country because everybody recognizes what it is. But mm-hmm. basically, I feel like Joe Q popped a squat and splatter shed all over the pages of my comic, <laughs> which I didn't appreciate. 
That'll be somebody's message board signature before the show's over. <laughs> God, I, I, the only thing I can say is I'm glad I'm not eating right now. <laughs> yeah, actually, I am. After reading <laughs> OMD. But, uh, the thing I have a huge problem with here, and you know, everybody has, I think, the same problem of the deal with the devil and everything getting reversed. But for me, whenever anybody asks what it is about comic books that I love, I always tell them that it's unique as a medium and that it has so much history behind it. Because Mm -hmm. there's no other medium in the world that has been detailing a character's history monthly for a lot of times 60 years. And character development is what I always like in a story, and continuity is important. I like stories draw on history. And with that being the main reason that I love comic books so much, Joe Q just erased that whole reason for this, and basically I have no more reason to keep reading because what I've been reading and enjoying, all that history to draw on, is gone. And -hmm. they're going to try to create some new stuff, but from what I've seen from a lot of the writers and editors who have all been pretty much flipping the bird to the fans in their interviews, is just, you know, forget history, just go with this new thing. We're, We're not too sure about the history ourselves. Just trust us. And that's that's crap. So, <laughs> basically, what OMD did was erase my reason for reading Spider-Man. Hmm. Uh, so, you, so you loved it. No. Exactly. <laughs> so you love the book. Ten out of uh, ten. Let's, let's hit up Spidey Dude. What do you think of it? I think you have a theory also behind it. That uh, been, yes, I do have a theory. I've been teasing us with theory. I'm putting my JR hat on. Um. I I really think that everything happened prior. Um, you could easily speculate that the difference between on the Harry Osborne situation is that he actually did make it to the hospital and survived. Um, in at least with the marriage situation, though obviously the biggest situation, you could still technically be living together and, and everything like that. Be quote unquote common law married, uh, just not married. <laughs> if you if you catch my drift. They could have still lived together. They could have still, you know, uh, nearly had a kid. The clone saga still would have happened. You just use that as your excuse. <clears throat> they had a very long relationship, you know, as, as, as they said. And if you go by what they said, or Mephisto, I'm sorry, <clears throat> or Joe Fisto, or, or whatever you want to call him, <laughs> yeah. it's just a, uh, it's a stitch in time that was altered, um, which <laughs> really, in, in, in this whole case, it's really been two stitches, uh, a Harry Osborne and a marriage itself. So if you look past that, I could easily see how everything still happened. And So Mephisto, <clears throat> Mephisto basically destroyed the piece of paper, but they were common law married? Yes. Okay. Actually, that's exactly what Marvel is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they haven't really come out and said that. They're just like, oh, they were in a relationship. They have. Steve Wacker said that they've their relationship has been exactly the same. It's just people now think they weren't married; they were just a couple. Now, well, I complete. You know, I try to put my Jr. hat on, and you destroyed it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was really going to have this big. That's what it's. That's what oh, you can have this big grand. Woo! Yay! I came up <laughs> came up with something all on my own, and then. You just totally ruined it. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve Wacker. <laughs> hey, don't diss Wacker. He's our guest next month. Oh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. 
Well, I guess that <laughs> I said that with a certain love and affection for him. <laughs> well, we I'm have... really excited about that. About that. Next yeah, time. we'll talk more was... about it at the end of the show to tease it. But let's hit Crazy Chris up before um, we uh, start debating it a little bit more. Chris, what did you think of the issue? I'll preface this by saying that I was never really particularly concerned whether Spider-Man was married or not. I just, I'm... you know, it's been a fact of his existence since I was first aware of his character and it's just been there in the background and I've never really figured out like what's the big deal on either side why are like why is this such a big controversy I mean who cares because there's still going to be Spider-Man stories he's still going to have human problems and he's still going to put on the mask and fight crime and it's kind of like an irrelevant facet to me but that said you know the marriage isn't important to me but continuity is exactly like uh Morbius was saying, and now they've, you know, it's like the worst thing is is that they've set this precedent where if things get too bad and they write themselves into a corner, you know, we know that they're perfectly willing and able to just do this big magical, you know, wipe the board clean and solve all their problems the laziest way possible, and that means that, like, no matter how good this new direction is going to be, you know, I'll always have it in the back of my head, well, why should I care what, like, you know that nothing has consequences anymore yeah you know whatever spider-man does it can just be undone and we know that they're willing to so they've kind of opened that pandora's box i guess well let's give a little history how long have you been reading spider-man um like about eight or nine years okay so clone saga ish you got into it maybe a little after a little after look at that spidey dude you have a, you have a brother in arms over here <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> yeah. Juice in <laughs> yeah, he's drunk. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Put a little black yeah. hair in as well. And and another thing yeah. is that like that thing that they're saying where everything is the same except for the marriage never happened, I think it's kind of BS because the the ramifications of the marriage never happening actually pretty much pale in comparison to the identity being a complete secret because it's pretty explicitly said in the next issue that absolutely no one knows who Spider-Man is and like I quote not Daredevil not the Avengers not anyone absolutely no one so if that's the case then that invalidates everything that's happened with Norman Osborn everything that's happened with Harry Osborn who definitely doesn't know who Spider-Man is anymore everything you know, that's happened with Daredevil and the Human Torch and even Felicia Hardy. I mean, this... Yeah, Black, Cat, like, Black Cat and Venom are the two villains that I think yeah. will be impacted by that info the most, I think. So if they really mean absolutely no one, literally, I mean, this is, like, tantamount to a absolute, complete reboot. And, you know, when you think about it, like, One More Day was the last story that features our Spider-Man, who we've been watching continuously. I mean, he couldn't have had a worse send-off because... Like JR said, he was reduced to this, like, sniveling child and then mm-hmm. wiped out from reality. And, you know, I've gone through different phases of grief and anger and denial, and now I'm really just apathetic about it. So, what do you think, Brad? Well, here's here's my two cents. Uh, what do I have? Three against? Four against? <laughs> I, I, yep. I, I don't mind uh, it. <laughs> uh, Watch my, watch my email box get filled up, but I don't mind it <laughs> at all. Um, the last few years of Spider-Man have been depressing, in my opinion. Um, 
I mean, he's he's got organic web shooters. He's uh, making deals with the devil. He's making he's revealing his secret identity. I but they I, only did that stuff because they knew he was going to unmask. So, I mean, they knew the conclusion ahead of time. So you can't say that this was a fix for those things. Well, no, I mean they've they've been depressing. The the Spider Man I remember as a kid. I I grew up with Spider Man uh, a bit before he got married. I'd say at least five to ten years before he got married. I I got into Spider Man. And I remember the fun stories of him running around New York City and uh, battling the Green Goblin, etc. And I miss those days. Uh, and I'm looking forward to st- stories of a new generation telling uh, stories like that, uh, as opposed to a 30-plus-year-old Spider-Man that's married, and the next logical conclusion is him having kids and retiring. And I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to this I am look. I'm looking very much forward to this uh, brand new day, as opposed to another new day <laughs> or another day. I guess would be the storyline if they kept the uh, the continuity going. Am I sad that Mary Jane's uh, not going to be his wife anymore? Yes, but it's not like we're losing the character. The character's still going to be there, but it's just a new layer on the relationship. I'm hit, hit me, guys. Go ahead. <laughs> I think we just lost a lot Actually, of listeners on that. Did we? <laughs> uh, well, um. Brad, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll back you up, buddy. I, I, I have a similar feeling to that. Uh, I think, you know, poor Dan Slot. He, oh, man, I, I feel <laughs> Slot, man. Uh, he, he just, he finally gets the opportunity to write Spider-Man, and they throw, throw him into basically this quagmire and say, okay, here, you're supposed to be the lead-off guy off, off of one of the most, the, uh, one of the biggest after launches. Story. Yeah. Yeah, one of the biggest launches and, and the, the aftershocks. Of what's if not the most controversial, I think it's even now taken the Clone Saga at this point yeah. in time, at least in the, in the initial reaction. The Clone Saga didn't uh, have the internet as as much or as prevalent as we do now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if you did, it was on AOL, Marvel message boards, and yeah. Yeah. Don't even go there. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Brad, I'm, I'm going to back you up, buddy. <laughs> I see where it could be plausible. I can see the direction that they're going. Do I necessarily love it? No, I don't love it. But I, I, I can see how it can work. And yeah. um, I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, I'm not going to be like one of those people that's going to storm off like a little screaming child. I've been reading mm-hmm. Spider-Man for the past, oh, what, 10 years now? Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 years now? And, and I don't, it, you know, I, nothing surprises me anymore. It's kind of like how in JR's article, he's like, why would I be? Why would I be whining? I'm a, I'm a 44 year old man. <laughs> that uh, is one of my I'm... favorite lines, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can um, find a lot of other things to whine about these days. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm a 21 year old guy, and uh, actually, no, 20. I'm sorry, 20 year old guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that uh, one year difference can mean a lot to the law. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Jared, uh, what do you think? Uh, I mean, well, I mean, we've been complaining about Spider-Man for at least two years about the depressing, uh, out of character Peter Parker. I mean, you, you know, and, and uh, it's a very interesting point that you make that you miss the time that Spider-Man was fun. Yes. Well, 
who, who's to blame for that? Is Mary Jane to blame for that? Are the readers to blame for that? No, it's poor, very poor editing. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, I mean, who was the editor in chief when Spider-Man got the organic web shooters? When he got the stingers? When, uh, you know, Gwen had goblin babies? Yeah. Uh, who was the editor in chief when, uh, when uh, he unmasked and, and Civil War turned into a big, as far as I'm concerned, a big shit fest? Uh, <laughs> You know who, who who's who's been at the helm? Who is at the helm for House of M and Avengers disassembled and uh, you know event rolling upon event? Yeah, I mean it's 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 been Casada, mm-hmm. and you know and to say that oh we needed to do this to keep the character fresh after you you know you basically have burned the entire line out uh, <laughs> uh, on event after event is entirely disingenuous. You know and going back to uh, let, let's you know when you think about the pre and the post uh, marriage days. Uh, everyone likes to look at, you know, okay, that's maybe when Spider-Man, the wheels start falling off on Spider-Man. But yeah, the wheels did start falling off on Spider-Man because just about the same time, you know, after around issue 300, uh, it was the 90s and, uh, there was Image and Marvel decided it had to ape Image. So all of the stories had to be these multi-page slugfest crossovers. Yeah. Uh, then we got the clone saga and then it's, it's just, it is poor editorial oversight. Uh, the number of characters who've been killed over the years. Who was it who allowed all these characters to be killed over the years? The editors. They didn't step in and say, you are eviscerating the core of this franchise. But now, now we come in and, you know, Joe, and, and I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to demonize Joe. Mm-hmm. I, ahead, I think, I, I, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to keep it professional. We don't want to sling names. He's, he's a guy, a regular guy with a job, you know, and it's. Well, we, we lose the professional, we yeah. lose the legitimacy of our arguments when we exactly. personalize it. Yeah. Uh, because then we do sound like a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, well, it, it's, I've been reading some of the internet, uh, of course, but, uh, I saw one poster refer to, uh, fans as perverted little man children. <laughs> And and when we and so when we get too uh, too uh, vitriolic, that's exactly what we sound like. Yeah. But no, I mean he's uh, the, 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 the Marvel and the Spider-Man titles have have been uh, have been the subject of poor writing and poor editorial oversight for probably two decades. Hmm. So this this is what I find loathsome about the ad, the approach and the attitude they're taking. Uh, I don't want to get too hung up on the marriage being eliminated or or what mess has been made of continuity. It's just uh, I, I think just the attitude uh, that's been shown, um, you know, uh, toward the toward the fans uh, as if you know how how dare they complain about the crappy product that we're giving them, and how dare that they complain that we're doing an even crap we we turned uh, we we did one of the the worst stories of all time to undo the mess that we had cre- ourselves had created over the last twenty years. It's it just very disingenuous. Uh, it's very insulting. Uh, on the other side of the argument, Joe Cusada's job is to get as much sales for Marvel as possible. And events, even though we complain about them, sell. And uh, Spider-Man sales have gone up dramatically since Howard Mackey was on them. And you can't fault the guy. He's getting the, he's getting the numbers. Well, he's he's getting the numbers, but I think that what's prompted this is I think he realizes. And again, you know, if I, if I really was much of a, a seer, you know, I'd be making millions in the stock market. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But uh, <sighs> but I mean, I guess you know what I'm trying to say is, uh, he, I think he sees just how shallow or how how soft a foundation 
the current level of sales are. I mean, I think he's smart enough to see that. Uh, and I think that's why he's trying to, uh, I think he's trying to go back to a, um, basically a stripped down, streamlined Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, it's, again, I mean, even though, yes, it's had sales, I mean, uh, you can't complain, you, you can't eviscerate and, and hollow out your entire universe, well, basically whore out your entire universe for short-term sales and then sit back and say, oh, well, we've lost, you know, we've lost our direction. You know, we're going to have to do this uh, massive reboot and uh, and change everything. And, and, oh, by the way, it's all you uh, perverted little man-children's fault. So. <laughs> to take an argument that Chris said uh, about uh, that, how you can not – Everything in the future you, is, that is built, you, it can be all wiped out on the blackboard or whatever. When you think about it, I mean, death doesn't mean really anything in the Marvel Universe. So the laws don't really apply. I mean, Norman Osborn can come back because he, quote, went to Europe for a while. Oh, yeah, but I thought he was dead. I mean, the laws of that universe don't apply to ours. And it's and I, I, it's a possible outcome in the Marvel universe for them to make a deal with Mephisto. But well, this I'm is not much, a- much, much different than one of those things, though, because when you're just talking about a death, a resurrection, or something like that, or even the uh, Gwen and Norman babies, you're talking about one tiny thing that they're weaving into continuity mm-hmm. and now bringing in to make the characters aware of it, because we are not aware of everything that goes on in our world. We're not even aware of everything that goes on with our friends, our family, our relatives. Mm-hmm. And so it's perfectly plausible that a comic book character doesn't know that certain things happen. They don't know that, say, Norman Osborn was alive in Europe. When they do one of those things, usually, and JMS, you know, love the sins past or hate it, JMS did an amazing job of this to go back and actually weave that story into continuity, make it a part of what's already happened, and then bring it forward and have it as a part of things going forward. This was totally different because they say continuity is all still there, all the stuff you read all still happened. It's just the characters don't remember any of it. Yeah. But in the context of a comic book, the characters remembering it and acting on it, the history of the characters remember, the history that's influenced the characters, is all that matters. So, okay, I can go back and look at the issues where Norman Osborn unmasked Spider-Man, and yeah, they say that still happened, but the fact is, in current comic lore, that is no longer a factor. It no longer matters. Mm -hmm. Which... (laughs) I think this is hilarious, because Joe Q has been famous for taking digs at DC, saying in the Marvel Universe, we don't have a crisis, we have character development. (laughs) He said that several times during Civil War, and talking about Civil War, the way it was going to change the Marvel Universe, taking digs at Infinite Crisis for rebooting reality. Yeah. And now, uh, he's done this, which is actually worse than most crisis changers I've ever seen. And he's kind of shut up about that. <laughs> now, thing is, I mean, getting beyond even some of you know, it, it, this is such so. This is bad storytelling 101. They put they were putting Spider-Man through one of the most um, emotional uh, ringers uh, that he's ever been through. Uh, his uh, his secret identity was compromised. He was a fugitive. 
uh, he, you know, he made some horrible mistakes, and I don't want to get into those details too much. But basically, uh, you know, his entire world was upended, and but it was all righted. It was turned, you know, right again by magic by taking making a deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that's uh, the, that's uh, that, that's a cop out in the worst possible way, and how they can defend that. Uh, I mean, if if you were a new, I, I, I don't want to use a creative writing example again, but if you uh, presented a, a, a twelve-page maxi series to Marvel, uh, and that was your ending, do you think they would accept it? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I don't think they would. But go ahead. I'm just saying, the, you know, the whole story. This, you yeah. know, the story itself is an insult, and how yeah. they can defend it on any grounds is is uh, is uh, appalling. Morvin Jr. and myself are talking too much. Chris, what do you think of what we've been saying? Well, I think that I pretty much agree with uh, what everyone has been saying, besides you, Brad. Because, uh, <laughs> hey, it's a new new uh, game. Take a shot every time you disagree with the host. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe shots of espresso. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, go ahead. I'm sorry. But like you were saying that the rules aren't the same, but I can buy that, but I can't buy that there doesn't have to be any rules at all. I mean, this yeah, is just... I agree with that. You know, it's not internally consistent logic. Even even the logic of the new continuity doesn't make any sense, because they're not explaining, like, okay, everything happened, but these characters just remember it differently, but they're, they don't seem to have any intention of explaining what they do remember, and they're just saying, you know, go with it. Like, Bob Gale had a quote, where, who, and he's one of the new writers, um... That, you know, there are some geeks who are gonna try and put this in a time bubble, but don't waste your time, just try to enjoy what we put out. And, you know, I don't think comic fans think that way because they like to have this constantly building and growing and developing story and, yeah. They want it to make sense and this just doesn't. Yeah, Morb showed me that quote from Bob Gale. I, I think, uh, he, he's a little, um uh, confused in the fact that I think, Comic fans like to enjoy one particular issue, but I think they also enjoy more, perhaps more, they enjoy the run of a, of a title. Do you think they enjoy the run more, or do you think they enjoy the individual issue? I think it's both. I yeah. mean, this is, you know, serial storytelling, and right. this issue is just as important as what came before and what's going to come after, and. Yeah. So. You just jumping in here, you know, as, as I know we're going to have Steve Black on, and I don't want to say anything that's going to piss him off and possibly scare him away, but for Bob Gale to say that particular comment about about trying to put in a time bubble, quote-unquote, this is the same guy that wrote Back to the Future. <laughs> okay? His entire credentials, or in terms of sci-fi, are based on wonky time. You know, him, uh, Marty McFly going back in a DeLorean, to 1955, um, you know, I just find it kind of disingenuous. But you know, I I, we're, I was thinking about which writers will be the most off about this reboot, and I gotta say, it probably has to be John Mark DeMathis, because now they brought back Harry Osborn. You know, they they brought back Aunt May. Yeah. The reboot. Now they brought back Harry Osborn. What's next? Do you bring back Craven? Just just go ahead and stick a knife in him. Dude, they've tried to bring back Craven a few times. <laughs> yeah. Well, they brought back Craven's son and, and one of those one of the sons was actually brought back by him, so that really doesn't count. Yeah. But um you know, I mean just this 
I tr- I, I'm trying to to adapt to this new direction. Yeah. But to sit there and make such a disingenuous comment is really just in, it's just an insult to, to injury. Right. I think. Um, what what uh, what what do you guys think? I, I mean, how would you like your lifelong job? of writing Spider-Man to come in after this. I mean, how frustrating would that be? That's why I feel for all these new writers and all these new artists, how frustrating that must be because the Internet's blowing up. I mean... And not only that, but, I mean, personally, as I keep saying, for me it's all about history, and I do want to write some Spider-Man someday. I have some stories I'd like to tell, but when... I don't know how other writers work. Everybody's got their own way, but I always draw on history because that's the most interesting thing to me. So for writers to be thrown into this pot and not only have to follow the biggest debacle ever and have people just dropping the title on them, Mm -hmm. but saying, okay, you have to write some bouncy, fun story and you have to make it important, but uh, there's no actual continuity there you can rely on, so just make it up as you go. I think that just blows. I, I think they they have a twenty year continuity. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, maybe they the, they've yeah. changed continuity much much farther back than the marriage with Mary Jane, though, because since nobody remembers who he is, Norman Osborn doesn't remember who he is. So that changes continuity way back. Yeah, that goes back to thirty eight or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? Uh, I'll, I'll. I guess we can t- tackle one more item. Uh, do you guys anything else you want to say about one more day? Well, I think I, I guess I wanted to address um, mm-hmm. kind of this uh, the way the um, some of the creative uh, staff is uh, talking about the you know how they refer to the fans and uh, Bob Gale's comment about well some geeks are going to try to figure it out. But that's who reads comic books. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, do you see the producers of All My Children complaining about a bun- you know of all the fat ass lazy housewives? <laughs> <laughs> no, serious. Do you hear? Do you hear? Do you see them insulting their main audience? I, you know, geez, you know. I mean, why don't these why don't these women get off the couch and go out and get a job instead of watching our soap operas? They don't. That's they don't say true. that. That's but, uh, and 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 the field and stream the editors of field and stream doesn't doesn't complain about all the rednecks. <laughs> My dad used to subscribe to field and stream, so I can uh, <laughs> you know he, 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 they don't complain. You know, the hunting magazines they don't complain about all the rednecks who read their magazines and the the biker magazines don't complain about uh, gee, you know about all of these these smelly tattooed guys reading their magazines. But it's it's okay on the other hand for the people who write comic books. Mm-hmm. To uh, insult their audience, and not only that, but what is the audience for a comic book? What is the audience for serial fiction? People who read serial fiction like the continuity. Yeah, um, I mean, the reason you read uh, serial fiction is, you know, and 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 I've, I've got, I don't want to get onto the character aging because I think the the the. You know, when Joe Q and some of the others talk about, oh, you want to see the character age and die. No, no, you're missing the point. We want to see the er character become the sum of his experiences, not so much that he ages and dies. But that's who reads this stuff. Um, And so, I mean, who are they wanting? uh, This is what gets to me the the crux, I guess, of what I'm where I'm concerned is, who is your audience? And you know, Marvel, who do you want reading your books? Okay, I can understand you don't want 44-year-old men with a wife, a mortgage, a, you know, a, a, a desk-bound job and two kids reading your comics. I can accept that. But who do you want reading them? 
I mean, is it the same group that you want buying hundred dollar Mary Jane statues? Yeah. You know, you. Uh, I, so to me, there's a huge disconnect, and I really, you know, I really don't understand what it is they want. And it gets to me that I get the impression is you have a bunch of artists who just simply do not like to be questioned, mm-hmm. and who do, who do not like their artistic choices questioned, and who want to basically do. Uh, you know, do something and any way they want. So yeah. anyway. here, here, here's who I think they want. I think they want, they want the old guys like me and you, Jr. And they also want the new people, and they'll do anything for that new viewer. Uh, they'll even sacrifice their loyal reader. I think because they think we're dying off at thirty and forty. <laughs> But who's going to refer a new fan to comic books other than people who are already loyal readers? Yeah, because you can't pick them up at your grocery store anymore. You can't pick them up at Walmart. You have to find a comic book. You can't run into one, practically. And and the demographics, the demographics, if this were the 1960s, okay, and the baby boomers are still in teenage, are still teenagers, still in college, they're about to have kids, you can, you, you know, you look at a few years from that and you can definitely see, wow, we need to have, you know, we need to definitely steer our product towards towards uh, the youth-oriented culture. Mm-hmm. But right now, the demographics are sliding the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a lot more of us old fogies, like I said in my um, you know, said in my article. I mean, in, Nintendo is now going to AARP convention. <laughs> uh, That's now true. again, That's ag- again, this is not to say, and I and I've stressed this before. You know, this is not to say that, uh, you know, we want to see Spider-Man grow old and die. I don't want to see him necessarily, I don't want to see a, except, except in the pages of Spider-Girl, I'm not interested in really seeing a 44-year-old Spider-Man. Uh, I'm not interested in projecting myself upon the character. Uh, but I, I'm just really curious as to, you know, fine, if you, you can tick me off, fine. But do you have, are there two or three more fans to replace me that makes it worthwhile? If there are, then it's a business decision. I understand. It's like Michael Corleone said: it's just business. It's not personal. Mm-hmm. But that's it. I don't see these two or three fans that are going to replace me. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's that's the concept I'm having trouble grasping. What, we'll tackle one other topic, then we're going to move on. Uh, about it, words, shut up, Jr. No, no, no. I mean, th- this was actually addressed on the message board, and I want to bring it up now since we're in the heat of the moment of the the message or of the discussion. But what's it going to take for us to drop Spider-Man? I mean. Morb, you were talking about dropping the title. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I would drop Spider-Man right now, right this minute, not by anything else, if it wasn't for the fact that I love doing this podcast and I have to stay up on what's going on to stay relevant and stay on the podcast. That is the one and only reason I'm going to continue buying right now, because it's not out of wanting to read it or excitement about the destroyed continuity. Yeah, Chris, what would it take to, for you to drop the book? I don't know. Um, that's a good question. Like, I guess at least they're taking this new direction seriously by putting people like Dan Slott and Steve McNiven and all these top-tier creators, and so that has me interested. And yeah, if it was like, you know, it, I mean, if it is crap all the time and it's not worth the enjoyment I get, you know, talking about it with other fans and being part of this like internet community about Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, if the if it is that bad and it just isn't worth it anymore, then I'll drop it. I mean, yeah. There was a time when I did drop it for a couple months around when he got the organic web shooters and 
Spectacular Spider-Man and Sins Remembered was coming up, and right. I did actually give up, but, you know, New Avengers got me back in a couple months later. So, you know, if it's just really low-quality stuff, then I'm not going to spend money on it. Spidey dude, what's it going to take? <laughs> what, uh, what, what would they have to do to screw it up so bad? Yeah, well, considering I did survive the Clone Saga, the reboot, and now this, um, at this point, uh, my wife... <laughs> your wife. My future wife. Uh, no, I, no, I just can't. Yeah, never mind. Um, hey, gang, uh, I'm going to edit this part out while I'm talking right now, but uh, the repairman is on. Feel free to discuss amongst yourselves. <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, maybe. And, and, okay. and JR, hit, hit up after Spidey Dude's done uh, what it would take for you to uh, quit and just continue talking about it. It's fine with me. Uh, I'll just be a couple minutes, okay? <laughs> JR, I, I am really showing my marriedness, aren't I? <laughs> I'll be right to the best of us. <laughs> anyway, um. Are we still recording? Right. Yeah. Okay, go uh, ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. So. <laughs> that's horrible. No, uh, I mean, I've survived the Clone Saga, the, the reboot and everything like that, so. You know, it's going to take either either my future wife or me, you know, getting so financially un, uh, unable to purchase the comic books for me to quit. Um, I figure that I'm probably going to be doing this until I'm 44 years old, just like JR. If they keep turning out these $4 issues, that might not be long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, I've already read Brent. I'm, I'm the only one not on the uh, sponsor uh, yet. And, uh... I read Brand New Day, and it's it's good. I mean, it's it's good for it. It, it is what it is, if you will. And uh, you know, I'm trying not. I'm trying to look past the fact that uh, it was a, a totally abysmal storyline. Uh, up, you know, and with one more day, so I'm trying to look at it as a, as a fresh start. And it was. It is what it. it like I say, it is what it is, and. and um, We'll see where it goes. I mean, this is only the first week. We'll see what happens next week and the next. So, Jr., what, what do you think? Hmm. Well, I don't know. Um, as long as I have a website, uh, and as long as, kind of like you said, as long as I sit here and pontificate <laughs> uh, routinely, it's kind of hard to uh, to quit and then be out of the flow of, of what's going on. Uh, I mean, I've quit before, uh, more than once. Um but uh, I'm not sure. I think in a way that's. I mean, I think in a way that's what Marvel's counting on. I think some of us aging fanboys are our own worst enemy uh, because we gripe, we complain, yet we still buy. Um, I don't know though. But uh, you know, it could. Uh, I would say that eventually, uh, when they become too expensive, uh, it'll be. It'll just be hard to justify purchasing. Uh, you know, it'll be that kind of that kind of the, the cost quality. I mean, that's why I quit buying Ultimate Spider-Man for one. The quality just wasn't there. Uh, relative to what I was paying, and uh, you know, it's it, it's possible uh, that we could get to that point again. But I haven't read Brand New Day, and so I'm really not going to you know comment on the quality of the story until I actually have a chance to read the entire arc. So the uh, I don't, refrigerator man is now officially working on the Douglas refrigerator. <laughs> so uh, Joe Kusada, I'm not the fan that you're looking for because I'm definitely married. <laughs> okay. Uh, what I miss? Did you guys uh, <laughs> conform and say that uh, you like the book now? That'd be a no. <laughs> okay. Not bloody likely. 
All right. <laughs> you guys are ready to move on, or what? What? Uh, what? Any final comments? No. I think we've stretched it <laughs> as long as we can for one more day. Uh, let's do something a little lighter before we tackle our big long message board thread. Uh, Christmas just passed, and uh, hopefully someone got something Spider-Man related under the tree. Uh, Jr., what'd you get? Did you get some good Spider-Man stuff, or I think your son got some stuff? I think. Yeah, I uh, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't get any Spidey toys uh, this oh. year, but my son we got the. Uh, oh, by the way, are we doing uh, recommendations at the end of this podcast? Yeah, we'll we'll head up. Well, I won't uh, because I won't get. Uh, well, actually, this is going to be not a recommendation, but anyway, I'll, I'll <laughs> talk <to> that later. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, we got my son the Spider-Man Three computer game, oh, okay. and uh, I was I was going to diss it, so but I'll save that to the the details to later. Okay. Uh, we got him Spider-Man Three PC game. We got him some Spidey Three pajamas. Awesome. And uh, I, <laughs> you know, six year old with a crew cut and Spidey Three pajamas, he looks damn handsome. <laughs> uh, and uh, proud papa. And, uh, we got uh, I think we got him a series of um, I guess I Spy. I'm not familiar with that line. Uh, but it's, I guess a series of children's books and uh, on Spider-Man. That's cool. So, um, so he uh, he did pretty well this year. Someone that could be uh, Jr.'s child is Spidey Dude. Uh, what did you? Wow. I'm not sure who that's insulting. <laughs> Just looking for yeah. segues, brother. Uh, Spidey Dude, what'd you get for Christmas? I didn't get anything, man. I was I was completely unspidey this year. I, I was kind of disappointed because I at least get something, you know, just at least one thing. And I kind of gave my parents a hard time. My dad's like, well, I was like, well, I'm trying to make you have your... She made it sound like I bought a Coke habit or something like that, you know? <laughs> I've been on Coke, you know, for, for a year and a half, for 10 years. It's just she's like, I ain't getting you nothing to feed your habit. My dad's like, I didn't think about it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Yeah, I mean, I don't have any great stories to say about me going up on Christmas morning and be like, ooh, yay, <laughs> nothing. Chris, what you get? Oh. Did you get anything Spidey-related under the tree? Well, I went to um, Oakland, California to visit my aunt uh-huh. over holidays, and she got me a Spider-Man, or not a Spider-Man, but a comic book uh, gift card for the local comic book store over there. And so... It saved me from having to pay for one more day directly, <laughs> um, so that might be a Christmas miracle. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I got some other comic book stuff, That's you cool. know, like other issues and a trade of fables, which is I, I'm going to save that for recommendations. Cool. But, More? Yeah. What did you get? A Morbius uh, statues or uh, bloody bus? <laughs> that sounds dirty. Nah, afraid not. <laughs> um, yeah, like Chris, uh, with uh, Spidey, just went the route of the gift card because I think all the gifts I got this year were uh, seasons of TV, which is good for me because that's all I really asked for. Yeah, but um, what's some seasons with, of uh, TV that you got? Hmm? What uh, shows? Uh, Alias, Deadwood, uh, Studio sixty, and the most recent season of Lost. Oh wow, very cool! All good stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I had a gift card, and my local comic shop was having a 50% off everything sale. Mm-hmm. So I bought, on Spidey Dude's constant recommendation, <laughs> the first trade of the first Spider-Girl series and the first great trade of the Amazing Spider-Girl series, which 
I have a lot of opinions about both ways, but I want to save that for, I'm going to go ahead and tease at some point. <laughs> I don't know when. Debate. It's going to be a great debate between me and Spidey Dude about Spider Girl. We're going to call it the Great Debate of 08. The, de- the yes. Great yes. Debate. <laughs> as long as I don't have to say that, the great, I can't even say get it out now. Uh, so it's not going to be a fun debate if you guys both love it. Kind of like you. I didn't say I loved it. You'd... I have a lot. I have, <laughs> I have a lot of things I like, but I have a lot of things that I'd uh, be oh. interested to debate about too. See, I feel like I'm totally opposite of you guys today because I did get a lot of Spidey stuff for Christmas. <laughs> I got uh, here. I'll go over my litany of what I got. I got uh, the hardback, the Marvel Vault. Have you guys seen that book? It's a hardcover book. It's uh, they call it the Museum in a book, and it's basically like uh, some items that are reproductions of famous Marvel stuff like uh, the Marvel menu when they had a restaurant down in Florida with Universal, like uh, the Green Goblin granola bar or something like that is on the... There's a lot of... Uh, moron. <laughs> green Goblin granola bar? No, I don't know what it... The green, green Goblin uh, guacamole or so I forget what it was. I don't have the book in front of me, but the names of these food items on the menu are very funny. There's also like a reproduction of a stock certificate, uh, the first Marvel trading card, the Mary Marvel Marching Society pin, stuff like that. So it's a really cool book. Uh, I recommend that if you guys want to uh, go get that. I also got some of these. I'm looking at them right now. They're underneath my computer. Uh, they're called Spider-Man Mini Heroes or something. They're like little plush um, characters that I think they're intended for toddlers, but uh, I'm probably the only 32-year-old guy that got them from his mom. <laughs> <laughs> You're still a toddler in my heart. I, I know. So they're really kind of cool. I got a uh, black costume Spidey uh, Venom and a red costume Spidey, and they look really neat. And also, my grandparents got me uh, these little metal lunch boxes that uh, – have gumballs in them. <laughs> so they're got, awesome. Yeah, they're really neat. And they're uh, I've got a Spider-Man three little bitty lunchbox and a like a uh, carpenter's lunchbox with Romita Junior or Romina Senior uh, artwork with the uh, Doc Ock from Amazing Fifty Five on it. So that looks really cool. So, I have that one. Yeah, I actually bought that one. So there you go. We have something. We got the, we got the same gift for Christmas. So that's my Spidey Christmas memorabilia. All right. <laughs> All right, gang, you ready to plow into this uh, huge, huge message board questions for the group? We've, Let's do it. We've, uh, the, we, I had to lock the thread this month because we had so many questions. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, Wombat909. Good to see you, Wombat, from uh, the United Kingdom. He's, Chris, you get the first question. He says, Chris, how the hell are you doing? Or how are the, wait a minute? How the hell are you going? I'm sorry. Fine, thanks. How the hell are you going to review Amazing Spider-Man now with all three monthly? As that will be very hard to keep up. Well, wasn't there a time when Morbius was reviewing all three monthly series plus like all the crappy mini series they were putting out, like <laughs> Spider-Man House of M and yeah, he burned out yeah, quick. So, <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, I did. I, think I was reviewing five titles a, a month at my height. So yeah, me me circa '98 when I started up the site, I was reviewing everything, including X Men and Avengers and Spider Man. Yeah, so, X Men and Avengers. Yeah, man, they're they're still up there on the site. It's it's. Uh, I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Chris, how are you going to keep up? Well, it's not going to be that much more. I mean, I've already been reviewing two titles, and I I can write pretty fast. I mean, I usually have them in your inbox mm-hmm. the weekend after it comes out, or at least within a week, and I'm 
I've already finished the One More Day issue, and I'm almost done reviewing the brand new day issue. So, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm the, I'm the one holding you back because I, I need to update it. <laughs> but uh, I, I'll put both those up soon. Don't worry. I'm sorry. But I, I will keep up on it and, and with three emails every month. Uh, you're like my only right. you're like my only reviewer along with uh we've got an ultimate title now so I've got and and Avengers but uh <clears throat> and well you haven't said anything since 2007 brother <laughs> oh, oh okay it's two weeks into 2008 thank you, you. Uh, okay. Wombat's next question was for Jen unfortunately Jen couldn't be in uh she's Busy drinking. Uh, why, no, I, I'm just making a. She's webmastering. We'll, we'll say Jen is webmastering. Spidey dude, get yes, yeah. yes. That that she's working very hard on the side. Wombat also asks the group who here got Spider-Man friend or foe. I think Jr. Your son beat it in two hours or something like that. <laughs> not quite two hours, but he did beat it one day. Um, it's uh, it's not a very good game. It's it's colorful, but uh, the, the whole idea of watching. Uh, you know, Spider-Man team up with his villains is to have some interaction between them. Yeah. And there's there's no interaction between them, so it's uh, it's just a uh, you know it was worth it for me because of what he had to go through to get it because he had to go to the doctor and yeah. I promised him you know I'll buy it. so it was worth the money. But uh, for those of you who are interested in a in a good video game, uh, no, don't buy it. Would it be worth the twenty dollar Ben? I'm I'm thinking about buying it once it gets down to twenty bucks. Maybe. Don't bother. Don't, don't bother. Chris, you hate it? <laughs> well, well I, I, I can't really judge it. I just played like a demo for 15 minutes. That was a free download on the internet. And, you know, like, I'm not. not no, I don't like it. Uh, his last question is Who was the, the blonde behind Harry in Amazing 545? New character. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, Lily Hollister. Well, well, Lily Hollister was his. Girlfriend and Carly Cooper is like I think that's the blonde that he's talking about because in the scene where he Harry first appears, she's the one standing behind him. So basically, to answer the question, I think you were asking, it was not Gwen. Well, I, I and I don't think it's Liz Osborne either. So <laughs> see, I, I I don't know. I will these characters be introduced in the five forty six because I haven't read that one yet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, Carly Cooper wasn't, but yeah, Willie Halter was. Uh, Nick Nightingale. Well, Carly Cooper was introduced in uh, Five Forty Six. Yeah, she's the forensic scientist who got mugged. Oh, that's yeah. okay. I didn't. I, yeah, her hair color mysteriously totally changed between issues, but <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> it went from blonde to kind of a brownish, dirty blonde. I'm, thinking, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not even looking at the issue, but it's in if my that's car. The biggest continuity <laughs> issue you see, then I think we'd be okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we Maybe want, she died. We want to thank uh, Nick Nightingale from Sterling, Illinois. He uh, had that, do you, what would it take for you to quit buying Spider-Man comics? I, I really like that question, Nick. You ought to post more often. That was a really good question. We kind of hit that one earlier in the show. Uh, George Barrowman, uh, JR's personal friend. <laughs> hey, George. Uh, let's see. How quickly will Joe Fisto claim Brand New Day as a victory or a vindication for the god-awful crap he just pulled? <laughs> Uh, this is, he's going to be Steve Wacker's worst nightmare. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just love that he's got Burt Reynolds as his avatar. That's classic. Because <laughs> I, can't, I can't envision George as anything but Burt Reynolds now. Anyway. 
particularly the Smokey and the Bandit Burt Reynolds. Yeah, that's so. that's Smokey and the Bandit too. I think that was the promo art for Smokey. Anyway, we're talking Burt. Um, I think if uh, sales or goes up, if sales go up, George, uh, it's going to be a victory in in the eyes of the bean counter and Marvel. What do you guys think? Well, I, I think I've said this in a past podcast. They've really given themselves a total pad on this because everybody's going to want to initially stay around to see what goes on with this three times a month thing and with Dan Slott and Steve McNiven and everybody else. So you're not going to see accurately reflected in the sales people's feelings. And I think they did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think that people are going to be buying this because they want to see what they're doing. I mean, people are definitely complaining about the storyline, but they're also purchasing the issue. And um, the the uh, the activity on our message board and message boards that even hint at Spider Man can show you the traffic and the interest in the book now. So uh, cool. George's last question is: how, He has a crappy theme. <laughs> how crappy <laughs> is it that One More Day Part Four, which erases the marriage that Stanley wanted for his character, was released on Stan's 85th birthday? That's kind of sad. It's also yeah. released on my 20th birthday. Oh, man. Stan and I do share the same birthday. So happy freaking birthday to me, right? <laughs> and Stan. So, but you know what? Oh, and, on top of, and on top of that, my one, last one more day issue that it was supposed to come out that Friday, the box didn't show up with with Upis, and uh, I didn't get it until the next Wednesday, the following Wednesday. So my my birthday present to myself, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get until after my birthday. Man. And, and Jr., you're, you're our spider expert. Um, how, how much of this was Stanley back in '87? It was a marketing ploy by Jim Shooter, if I understood the marriage. That, that's that's the way I understand it. Um, I, you know, that, that kind of gets to the point of uh, I, you know, I don't think Stanley is 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 relevant anymore at Marvel. I don't think they care what he thinks, to be honest. I think yeah. they pay him lip service, you know, because he is he is who he is. But uh, I I I really don't think that uh, I think they're tired of hearing about him, and I don't think they care. It probably never occurred to him uh, that this happened on his birthday, rightly so. Uh, and I don't think they care. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, the marriage was, uh, actually, I think it was more Jim Shooter than Stan Lee. I think Stan would have been content just to have his own little, uh, affair go on in the comic book, but Shooter saw a, um, Shooter saw a promotional opportunity and, and went for it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jano 42 from Arizona about the whole status quo change. Do you think that a clone saga esque reversal will take place? Will Marvel, uh, revert back to what the Spider-Verse was like before One More Day and forgetting it ever happened, or do you think this will be permanent? And do you think maybe Joe Q will leave it like he's uh, made it, and the next editor-in-chief will reverse it? you think this is going to be retconned? Uh, more? I think almost surely. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I'm just wondering when it's going to happen, and I wish if I knew when it was going to happen, I would just drop it until then, but it's been suggested that it's going to be, uh, they might be reversing it in issue 600 which we'll now get to in like next year because of the three times a month thing but um i i don't know when it's going to happen but i think it's almost surely going to have to happen because i don't think this is going to last i i think it it won't be reversed until Cusada leaves and sales go down i think that's the only factor that will change this in my opinion but go ahead spider i'm sorry 
Well, considering they have got everything planned out, I, I think it was Dan Slott that said they've gotten most of everything planned out through the next year and a half. It's a pretty good bet right now, at least, that they're going to do something in 2009, June 2009, for 600. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, they could wait till August and actually do it, you know, on the anniversary of Spider-Man's release, but that's cool. <laughs> the, uh, the release of what in August? Uh, yeah, I think what in August? What the cover date? August that uh, Spider-Man One came out. Oh, oh, it, like his his. Like, uh, you know, they did the thirtieth anniversary. That thing. I don't thirtieth anniversary. Well, he's forty-five years old, I think. But yeah, well, like I mean, you, you mean the character's anniversary of being around? Yeah, the characters. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, Jano also asks, "What comic are you looking forward to most this year?" Chris, why don't you tackle that one? Anything you're really looking forward to coming up this year? No. (laughs) (laughs) Not a... (laughs) Like, not really. Like, Spider-Man, I'll go with it. Maybe it'll get more exciting. It's, you know, the first issue of Dance Law is pretty good. So, you know, maybe it'll be promising. You know, like, other things in... I, I haven't really been into the DC universe, just haven't been buying the comics. Maybe it's good, but the Marvel universe just isn't interesting. I'm not... Interested in scrolls. I'm not particularly interested in, you know, the changes that are happening in X-Men. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just going to see what comes. And if I like something, it'll probably be something that surprises me. JR, anything you're looking forward to in 08? Um, I'm looking forward to some more of IDW's uh, Star Trek comic books. Yeah. Uh, uh, Star Trek Phase Two this year, the, um, the 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 six issues they did that were taking place during the regular run of the TV show, I thought were pretty mediocre to be honest. I didn't really care for them that much, mm-hmm. but the uh, the specials that they did, the the the, the one shots on the aliens and the Klingon miniseries, I thought those were pretty good. Uh, so I'm, uh, I, you know, it's it's a mixed bag, but uh, I'm kind of curious what they're going to come up with this year, particularly. Uh, as we get closer to the uh, the release of the uh, the movie uh, at Christmas, and we'll wrap the show up right there at a little over the hour mark. Now the next episode we'll finish it up with an additional hour. Now I want to give a plug for our February show. The new editor of the Amazing Spider-Man title, Steve Wacker, has agreed to be on our show. Now we've started threading our message board for you to ask him a question. It's located in the Crawl Space 101 section of the board. Now we'll record that show around the 10th of February, so be sure to get your questions in before that time. Also, before we go, we want to give a thanks to our sponsor of the show, MailOrderComics.com. They're now accepting orders for comics that will ship in March. As always, they have today's comics at yesterday's prices with discounts from 38 up to 75% off cover prices. Again, that's MailOrderComics.com. Now, I'll post part two of the show up in just a few days, so look for that. Again, I'm Brad Douglas, and thanks for listening and visiting the SpidermanCrawlspace.com.